Hi everyone, today is January 13th, 2024, and this is Read Through the New Testament. Yep, hello and, guys. Hi, and today we're going to read the end of Luke 2 and Galatians 5. Okay, so we're going to start in Luke 2, 22. And we're going to take Jesus from his birth, essentially, to the time of his ministry. So lots of years of Jesus packed in, and this is this is literally all we know about Jesus, childhood, and growing up, and... Yeah, and so pay attention to how much do we see about his childhood and yeah. teenage years. Not a lot. Not a lot, but watch to see what we find. Yeah. Okay, 222. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice, according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Hmm. My eyes have seen your salvation. My eyes have seen Jesus. He is our salvation. Uh, but so far, this is just Jesus in his infancy. He hasn't done anything yet. Right, he's, he's still a baby. He's still a baby. And they offered up the sacrifice, as was the dedicatory sacrifice, as required in the law. Uh, I think it's like Leviticus 12 or Leviticus uh, 15, something like that. Leviticus 12. Um, okay, verse 33. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Hmm. Boy, it's a child just saying he's going to have trouble. And he had trouble with yeah. the Pharisees and Sadducees. Verse 36. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law, they returned into Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. That's about all we know. Okay, so here yeah. we're going to see Jesus at age 12. I just think about you all. How many of you are age 12? Huh. Quite a few of you. Yeah. And just say, like, this is Jesus, age 12, and just... We get a glimpse of what his life was like. Yeah, saturated with the scripture, how important it is, mm. how appropriate it is for you guys <laughs> to be reading the New Testament and he read it very inquisitively, the Old Testament, and so he confounded these teachers. So maybe you can try to confound Mrs. Brandon sometime. <laughs> confound me. All right, <laughs> go good. for it. Go for it. Okay, 241. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. 
And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it. But supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him... No cell phones in those days. They panicked. Yeah, they panicked, um, yeah. They they returned (laughs) to Jerusalem searching for him. And after three days, they found him in the temple. It's amazing they found him. Think about the knights going to sleep, not finding him. Not knowing where he was. But finally, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Yep. Just sitting among the teachers, listening to them, asking them questions, pressing them. It's really good. Okay. Now we're in uh, Galatians chapter 5. And uh, again, this whole idea about freedom and slavery. And because Paul basically says, hey, you're set free in the gospel and you believe in Jesus, there's freedom there. But people want to go back to the slavery of the law. Uh, Verse 1. Chapter 5. For freedom Christ has set us free. There's the whole theme. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you, if you accept circumcision, that is emblematic of all the law of the Old Testament, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he's obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. Verse 7. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view, and the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish that those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. That has some good application for... relationships yep, of brothers people. and sisters in the home and mm-hmm. mom and dad and super applicable for all you guys for sure but you see the freedom idea in verse 1 and in verse 13 that christ when we believe in the gospel he calls us to be free and what are we free to do we're free to love others right to self-sacrifice of our others to really help and serve and strengthen and we can live a radically um 
other-centered life in, in the gospel of Christ. But we're not free for the purpose of biting and devouring one another. Right, right. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For those are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. Now, if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, on the contrast, as opposed to the deeds of the flesh, here's the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And it's a lot like this, uh, biting and devouring one another, verse 15. And provoking one another, envying one another. Just contrary to love. Mm -hmm. right? We're not supposed to get under people's skin. We're supposed to... Love them and so, serve them, and the fruit of the Spirit should so be evident in our life. Chapter 5 is about we are, f we are free for the purpose of loving one another. Yep, and then the, the fruit of the Spirit. Yep, we're free to love. The f or the fruit of the flesh and the Spirit is contrasted yep. there. Yep, it's, it's Spirit, not flesh, mm -hmm. if you're looking for another contrast there. So maybe love, not hate. Yeah, we're free to love. I think that's good. you got to keep yeah. that freedom. Free to love yeah. and... and um, Fruit of the spirit, now the flesh are not the flesh. Uh, the, the works of the flesh and spirit are contrasted. I, I know you guys can summarize it and say it much more distinctly um, than we, we did. Uh, maybe just simply like walk by the spirit, the works of the flesh, fruit of the spirit. So <laughs> you guys will figure it out. And uh, we will see you Tuesday. Yes. Barring a big snowstorm or anything like that. Or if too, or temperatures that are too cold. Oh, yeah? It might, it might be really cold Tuesday. Okay. So, uh, I, I think, think we'll meet, though. I, I bet we'll probably meet. We look forward to seeing you all again. All right. See you. Bye-bye.